Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Welcome to week eight of the Toward Light podcast. I recently got a new microphone to record the podcast and watching my relationship to that, watching how I've integrated new technology highlighted my Buddhist personality type. So this week, I'm going to be talking about our Buddhist personality types. What is the system? Why is it useful? And why right now during a pandemic, it might be something that we're seeing more of. When we're in this period of time where we're dealing with crisis, with the fear of death, the fear of illness, it can be harder for us to access our tools and ways that we cope. So we can sometimes resort to old behaviors or condition patterning. We often aren't able to access our highest self as much as we would like because we're so rooted in fear and worry. And so things like these Buddhist personality types, these tendencies of our personalities can actually get really highlighted. About a thousand years after the Buddha lived, there was a man named Buddha Gosa who wrote The Path of Purification or the Vasudhimaga, which is a commentary on the Buddha's teachings. He did a really excellent job of unpacking some of the Buddha's teachings and figuring out ways to make them practical and applicable to monastics and lay people. And one of the teachings in the Vasudhimaga is this idea that there are these personality types, that there are ways that we can tend to act based on our conditioning, based on our makeup, that each of us goes to one of these directions. And in the teachings, he does talk about six, and I'm just going to focus on the three more unwholesome personality types today. That feels like what I'm seeing in myself more, for sure. Just like any other personality or typing test, whether it's the Myers-Briggs test, whether it's the Enneagram or your astrological sign. This is not a complete picture. This is limited. This doesn't have all the information, but it is a useful tool to watch some general tendencies and patterning. So if one of the core teachings of Buddhism is anatta, is this idea of not-self, of letting go of identity, why then would it be useful to have personality types? Or why would it be useful to look at the self in this schema? In order to forget the self, we need to know the self. In order to let go of our tendencies, we need to know what our tendencies are. Because of the ways that we in this human brain think of our life, it's all self-referential, right? Like, so in order to break out of that patterning, we need to first understand what the patterning is. One other thing to note with these personality types is that things can color it. So as I'm going through, you might say, wow, like I seem like this a little bit, but also like that. One thing I see a lot in people is depending on their trauma history that 
while they might naturally be more of a greed type or a deluded type, that the aversive type ends up kind of getting highlighted because of their trauma. So just know that as you're listening to this, take away whatever feels useful, but know that it's not a perfect system. In episode six, I was talking about the three poisons, these three things that underlie all unwholesome thoughts, actions, speech, greed, which the Pali word is loba, aversion, dosa, and delusion, moha. And these are these three personality types. They are present in all of us. Like these three poisons are present in all of us. We These arise all the time for all of us. But we often have a tendency more toward one or the other. There's a way that our thinking is colored by these poisons. The way to assess your personality type is often this little mini quiz that I'm going to give you right now. So you, you walk into a room that you've never been in before. Maybe it's a meditation center or a store or a friend's house. And if you walk in and you start looking around and you love that lamp over there and wow, that rug's so beautiful and oh, what a cool way they laid out the chairs. And oh gosh, I wish I could have that statue in my house too. That means that you're more of the greed type. If you walk into the room and you hate the lighting, you don't understand why there's not the chair that you want to sit in, you think the way they've set the room up is stupid, you don't like the amount of people that are there, the temperature's wrong, that's more of the aversive type. If you walk into the room and you are trying to remember where did you leave your keys and did you remember to bring your phone? And what time does this thing start? And oh my gosh, am I late? That's more of the deluded type. Which one are you? Can you think of examples where you've been in a new space recently and how you have responded to it? If you think you're all three, you're probably more in the deluded camp. But again, things can color this, so it's not a perfect system. And the reason that we're going to look at each of these, we're going to tease each of these out, is that the more you know, the more you understand your tendency, the more you can change how you interact in the world, and the more you can work towards some form of harmony. So for each one, I'm going to go through kind of what to notice, how this could be affecting you during the pandemic, why it's important to see it, and what are some antidotes. So starting with the greed type. The greed type is looking outside for pleasure, looking for more, craving, wanting, leaning forward, grasping at. It can be an over-exuberance, like just so overly excited about all the things. And a simile that's used for greed is if there's a bowl full of water, it's like looking through tinted water. You see everything with this color of wanting, of craving. It can be sort of like rose-colored glasses. During the pandemic, some ways this could show up are feeling that things aren't okay, so looking to make them better by buying things, getting things, shopping, renovating, trying to improve things, or also addiction, reaching to things more frequently, maybe trying to get more and more pleasure. These are some ways that, that this can show up. 
An example I have of somebody in my life who is a greed type is they were about to catch an airplane. We were at a house party. They were about to catch an airplane and they were like, okay, I have to get my lift in an hour. So do I want to get in the pool? Do I want to eat a snack? Do I want to do this thing? Like they couldn't decide which of the things they wanted to do all the things. They were so excited about all of it. It all felt like great and amazing. And they spent a fair amount of time waffling before they made their choice because they were just so enraptured with everything. When we see the greed present in our life, whether it's your personality type or it's simply greed arising, when we see the greed arising, we can break a cycle, this cycle of dependent origination, this cycle of craving, of clinging, of wanting. We can stop being driven by our craving and instead settle into what is a wise response in this moment. Maybe it is okay to increase pleasure in this moment, but it doesn't have to be in this way or that way. Some antidotes when greed arises, or if this is your personality type and you have this tendency towards greed, finding joy in the moment, doing a gratitude practice, being grateful for what you have, practicing generosity, giving. There are also some little practical things you can do. Somebody in my life who's a greed type, they've had periods of time where if they want to buy something, they'll write it down and they'll wait at least two weeks. And then if they still want it, then they can buy it. But they don't let themselves act immediately on the impulse. I was watching this myself in the store yesterday, doing some grocery shopping and wanting to get a sweet treat, even though my house is full of sweet treats. And just noticing the craving and then saying, no, like you don't have to act on that. And sort of talking myself through, like when you get home, you can have X, Y, or Z, and you already got this in your basket. But I had to take the pause rather than just reaching for the thing on the shelf and putting it in my cart. I needed to pause and see what I already had, and that helped. Okay, the aversive type. This is the type that I am. So this is why I was saying when I got the new microphone, how much difficulty I've had getting used to it. That That is so much about my aversive type. Aversion is this disliking, not accepting, bracing against, pushing away. If we're using the bowl of water analogy, it's like a boiling, agitated water. It's all stirred up. During the pandemic, this can show up as nitpicking, as getting really critical, catastrophizing, getting really angry with the news. So with the microphone, when I got it last week, I immediately was like, I don't like it. This is hard to use. I don't understand it. Because I know this is my tendency, I didn't let myself just box it back up and return it. I made myself watch some videos about it. I made myself use it. I'm now using it again. I know that because this is my tendency to have difficulty with things when I first interact with them, because I know that that's my patterning, I can make a choice to do things differently. When we see our aversion, whether it's our personality type or whether aversion is arising in some way, we can stop causing harm. We can stop lashing out or lashing in. We can see that our first thought is is the negative thought, so we can wait and then wait for the second thought or wait for the second impulse. We can see through this tendency. 
The antidote for aversion is the Brahma Viharas. So depending on the flavor of the aversion, that's what we're going to meet. So if there's anger, then some metta, either for self or for another person, might be most useful, some kindness, some bringing this kindness of heart quality to the anger. If we're getting judgy, critical, compassion, karuna, wishing ourselves kindness, compassion, mercy, wishing that to others. If the flavor of aversion is jealousy, then mudita, appreciative joy, gratitude, that can be a really great tool to bring in in that moment. If the aversion is a little bit more of this kind of like low level, like it's not an active anger or judgment, but it's this kind of irritability and this like lack of acceptance with life as it is, then equanimity, upeka, is what we need to call to this idea of balancing our heart and our mind. This idea of being in the middle of looking out over and not getting so dragged by the experience. The third personality type, this diluted type, can feel a lack of grounding outside of reality, untethered, not seeing clearly. The bowl, water in the bowl analogy is like muddy water, can't see the bottom. So during this pandemic, for some folks, this might mean checking out, getting totally involved in something else, not watching the news or not getting the facts, just sort of ignoring what's really happening. There's the extreme example of the way that delusion is showing up for some folks where even though the amount of scientific medical experts that are talking about this disease are massive, these people are saying this disease doesn't exist or that it is a hoax or something, that's delusion. That's not seeing the truth of things. There are different levels of delusion, right? Because some of it feels almost like a willful delusion. But when we're talking about the personality type, it's more of that tendency to, to drift or check out. It's not a lack of interest in the facts. It's an interest in something else or a, a training of the mind in a different place or something like that. I remember once talking to a friend after a retreat and we hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. And so I was asking like, what have you been up to? And she's like, oh, I moved to this place, but I didn't really know the people I was living with and that didn't work out. So then I went over here and then I did this thing. Oh, and that didn't work out. And so then I tried this, but I didn't have all the information. And finally I said, so what's your personality type? She said, oh, you're asking if I'm deluded? Yeah, I'm deluded. She, as a practitioner, was able to really see her deluded mind or see that her tendency is to not have the facts or information, and yet she is bringing wisdom to it. So this is the antidote, is wisdom. How do we bring wisdom when we're clouded, when we're not seeing clearly? So much of that is community, is having spiritual friends, is having teachers. This person that I just mentioned sits a lot of retreat, right? So having people around who can help with the practice of seeing clearly, of seeing the mind. Often getting grounded and rooted in the body can be useful. Breathing practice, posture practice, walking practice. 
cultivating wisdom through reading or listening to things. So which of these types are you? Again, I know all of these poisons show up in your life, but what feels most common or frequent to you? Can you see that by naming that, that there can be a possibility to walk towards freedom? That when we name, when we recognize, when we identify, we then know what we're working with. We then know how to move forward. So again, if you're experiencing greed or your greed type, torn Turning towards generosity, gratitude, restraint, aversion, bringing up the Brahma Viharas, the kindness, the compassion, the equanimity. If we're more in the deluded type, then it's connecting into the body, connecting with others, cultivating wisdom. I hope you can see how useful this framework can be in our relationships as well. So if I have a boss, that I can tell sort of tends toward aversion, then I am going to know that when I bring a new idea to them, they're always going to poo-poo it. They're never going to accept it on first glance. And so if I know that, I can stop taking it so personally, right? Like that's so much of what this is about, is when we see these energies arising, I'm not choosing to be so aversive. I'm not choosing to hate everything that's new. So when I see that, I can dip out of this story of I am aversive, I am always angry. Instead, I can see that this arises, and I can see that in others. So when I'm with a friend who can't decide on the menu because they're so enamored of every choice, whereas I have already decided from the second I walked in the restaurant, I can have patience right? Like I can let go some because I just know it's a tendency. And so if you try this on, if you look at this type, these types and see what fits for you the most right now, how can you cultivate some more harmony in your life right now? Whether you're staying at home more, whether you're an essential worker, knowing that it is more difficult in this moment to access all of your tools. What's a tool that you could pick up from this? Okay, I'm aversive. I'm going to be more active in cultivating my metta. Okay, I have more delusion. So I'm going to make sure that I connect with somebody every day and check in and get some support and get some grounding. Or, oh, I'm more on the greed side of things. I'm going to make sure that somebody looks at my Amazon cart before I buy anything. These are just a few ways that we can use these tools, and I'd be interested to hear how they work for you. Thank you so much for listening. The links are in our show notes. You can find me on Instagram at TowardLight108, and the website is TowardLight.net. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Be well.